in DC. We're just hoping that you listen. Welcome back to District Divided, everyone. I am I'm joining me two folks this time. We've got Elsie Lautaro Cabrera, and we had to sacrifice KDOT and Spencer to bring one Matthew Regan back on the pod. It is good to see you both. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm good. So glad to be here. <laughs> I think I might sacrifice myself for me to get off the, get off the show. Okay. I feel well, great. I, I, I think I just need to get the show going, give me a lot of energy. But first day back after after many moons away. And um, let me tell you, I, I feel like 10 bucks right now. I, uh, I just... Long weekend? Uh, it's going to take me a little bit to get going. That's all. That's all. But I'll get there. All right. We will certainly get like you going because Michigan football is going to be the first thing we talk about. But Elsie, how are you doing before we get there? I'm doing great. I mean, I think Matt's reminded me of um, when I was in school, went to a Catholic school in Argentina. We had a priest who sometimes would like welcome us on Monday morning. And he would sometimes say, let's begin the week with a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> that's, that's just Matt right there. Just absolutely talking in a way that does not match what, uh, the, uh, the tone. But I'm doing great. I'm excited. Uh, maybe we'll get a little more screen time. So Kadena and, and Spencer will... Uh, We'll have to fight for it next time. Hey, to me, more shine for the good ones. So I'm very <laughs> much looking forward to today's episode. We're talking about three main things. Number one, college football is back. That's going to get Matt Regan going over here because Michigan looked fantastic. So we're going to talk about them. We are also going to be talking about some video games. The Wizards 2K gaming team, consecutive championships back-to-back champions Elsie's going to walk us through that and tell us a bit more just about how it works because we're going to celebrate every championship we can but we're also going to be honest to say we're learning a little bit ourselves at the same time and then finally the no hate debate what is your favorite one-on-one sport in honor of the U.S. Open going on right now we of course have the State of the Union or DC Sports wraparound coverage segment to end the show but we begin with Michigan football and Cade McNamara who, according to Pro Football Focus, was the best Power 5 quarterback of Week 1. Matt, is Cade the best quarterback in Michigan history? Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Um, he really is. And, and I, I think the biggest downside this week is that him and J.J. McCarthy are probably both going to leave after this year and go pro and probably be selected first and second overall. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, not overblowing anything, just stating matter of fact. I know JJ McCarthy's not even eligible because he's a true freshman, but I think there'll be an exemption for him because he has a cannon of an arm. Um, but no, that being said, I mean, this is definitely the least hype I've been for a, a Michigan football season in a long time. Um, you know, we were two and four last year. You know, the Harbaugh train is as is, is, is very much in, in a decline. Um, so I didn't do all my off-season prep that I normally did. I wasn't nearly as, as tuned in for it, but – and, you know, I told myself I'm not really getting excited. Man, am I back on this train, man. Harbaugh's the best. Uh, we are back. Um, <laughs> I know it's just Western, uh, but the guys look good. And, unfortunately, we did lose our best receiver, Ronnie Bell. He is done for the year. Uh, that is a big blow because our receiving core is already thin. He was kind of our only very good proven receiver. So I have to have some other players step up. Really liked where the running game was at. Um, and all in all, it was just good watching college football. I was watching it, I was, I was watching it from the West Coast. So it was, it was a 9 a.m. game. I didn't quite get the full wake up on a Saturday, watch Prem, watch college football, get the whole experience. But I um, was able to catch a few games. Um, saw Penn State beat Wisconsin. 
It's a little bit unfortunate. Um, then, then that Georgia, that Georgia Clemson game, what was that? Really about? That low game, scoring. That game sucked. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was unfortunate, but uh, it was just good having college football back and just just being there on Saturday. So, um, you know, it's seven straight weekends that I've been gone. Uh, might make it eight because we had a night game hosting, hosting Washington. We'll see. We'll see. That, that'll be a, that'll be a that'll be a game time decision for me. But um, yeah, just excited to have college football back. Do you guys catch any action? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And of course, Matt has been vlogging all seven weekends and we'll be putting that together for District Divided. Stay tuned for that. Uh, yeah, I did catch some. Uh, Penn State, Wisconsin was a fantastic game. Uh, I was over for Labor Day weekend. I was in Stone Harbor, New Jersey, and uh, one of our buddies is a Fordham fan. So he went to Fordham. And so we saw the game uh, where Fordham was underdogs by, I think, 37 and a half to Nebraska. So we naturally put money on Fordham. They did not cover that spread. Uh, so Fordham just got their shit kicked. So we switched over to Penn State, Wisconsin. Great game. Epic win for Penn State. Much needed after they started 0-4 last year. All in all, I'm thrilled college football is back. But yeah, that Georgia-Clemson game, very underwhelming. LC, yeah. did you catch any? I did. I caught, I caught a little bit of uh, Ohio State. Uh, my wife being from Ohio is the only team that I have any relationship to. And, you know, we didn't even know the season was starting because it was like, it felt a little early, right? Like, I guess people are going back to school. I don't know. I'm not keeping track of, of stuff. And the game was on. We were like, is this a re- like regular season game? And so, yeah, game one, it was on. We watched pretty much the whole thing while we did other stuff. I think that's the only way I can watch a full, full football game. Um, but it was pretty entertaining. There was, I think they were down at the half. Um, so Ohio State had to come back in the, in the second half. I think once they got, once they got going, they're just they were unstoppable i mean they they obviously usually do quite well in the season um whenever they lose it's like they just lost the season's over it's like a whole drama in ohio so um yeah i got to watch a little bit um i'm excited i was a little bit i don't know i guess i still have a little bit of like covid like you like you see a crowd and i just feel a little bit uncomfortable like you know like you just see a crowd and everyone's like packed together and you see all the students like just celebrating like to me that still is making me a little bit weird i don't know i guess we still have some you know we're not fully out um but the sport itself was was fun of course i was just like a little bit curious on on how things will shape up i know that the nfl has been having some some discussions about players choosing to get vaccinated um campuses are different so like i'm still in the in the university of maryland system and like they literally just require you to get vaccinated period. Like you can't be on campus pretty much if you're not vaccinated, unless you have like medical exemptions or not. So I'm assuming that they have more control over the players getting vaccinated and whatnot, but I'm curious to see what, um, how they handle if, if some, you know, campuses start having outbreaks or anything like that, because I don't know, it's a little bit weird to just see the full yeah. crowd and just yeah, be it- free. It was a little bit, but honestly, it was, it was kind of cool too. It was. No, just got some COVID fatigue from. It was, it's what you want, right? Like it, it was. It was yeah. nice, and it's yeah, how you I, want I, to see I know it, Michigan's but... the same way. Students have to be vaccinated. I don't think you have to be vaccinated to go into the stadium, but um, right. yeah, it's something I'm sure they'll be monitoring, and then that might change as they go. But yeah, it's yeah. the Fordham game was crazy. That guy on Fordham had uh, said thirty uh, tackles. They they upped it oh, to my. thirty-one, and he set set a record. Yeah, so. Um, Somebody that was crazy. Uh, Chip is Chip Kelly back with UCLA. That was a big win for them over LSU. So, a lot of storylines. Ohio State looked a little dicey. We'll see. I mean, yeah, we're probably favored against them right now. And uh, and 
Uh, and honestly, I'm just kind of riding out the wave until it all comes crashing out for Michigan. But I can yeah, tell. I mean, it felt great. One, one and great. two overall and, pick. And, and is... I, woke up, I woke up on the West Coast, and it was like I was in the mountains, and it was crisp weather, and I felt really felt like fall. Seeing the full screens, felt it felt good. It was a good Saturday, and yeah, we won. And we're that sounds like just an everything is right in the world moment, right? Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Could really use an Arsenal win this next Saturday. Oh, um, need, need that, and then and then we'll get yeah, it. I'll be good. We'll, 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 Bryce, we'll, we'll stick to one. college football. Stick to hey, we're playing Norwich City. We're gonna we're gonna catch that dub. I'm not concerned about that. And shout out Jared Greenhagen, by the way, from Fordham. 31 tackles. The one play he missed due to injury is when Fordham failed to cover the spread because it was a touchdown the very next play. He was a one-man wrecking crew. And honestly, the Washington football team, K Dot said it last week. Only four linebackers. Go ahead and draft that guy. Because he can do it all. He was everywhere for Fordham. It wasn't enough because his teammates aren't as talented. But here we are. So, Matt, before we move on, I want to ask you. Michigan, quite obviously, big win over Western Michigan. So they'll be in the playoff, right? How far can Michigan go this season in that playoff? Okay, so 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 is 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 there is there a realistic Matt or is there like in the moment Matt? I want you to give me the mat you want to give me right now. Uh, yeah, we're winning it all this year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm confident. In it. I'll, I'll say this is, you know, I, I want to see him against a true, um, you know, a true top defense, you know, Western Michigan, I think has, you know, one of the worst secondaries that we're going to play against this year. Um, I want to see Cade McNamara, you know, play it. So, but, but he was good at the end of last year. You know, he was a lot better than Joe Milton when he came in. Um, and he, sh- he does a lot of things that Shea Patterson never did for Michigan. And he's willing to throw that tough pass. Um, I, I like Shea, but at the end of the day, he was kind of ha- had a ceiling going into every game. Um, so I think he has a much higher ceiling. I think he's willing to make that throw. And um, also I think it helps that he's pushing. Like J.J. McCarthy is a five-star quarterback coming in. Yes, he's a true freshman, but you saw from his throw that he – Cannon. Yeah, he's got a cannon. So um, with that, I like our quarterback group. I like our running back group. Um, O-line was looking solid. Again, again, I'm not I'm not going off the rails here with, with a win over Western. Um, and also, I don't know how much – I mean, Washington lost to Montana. So I don't know how much Washington is, is really also going to be, even if we beat them by a lot, how much is that, you know, really going to say that we're proven. Um, so – but it also gives a month to work out some, some kinks. Um, again, Washington was ranked preseason, so we'll see how that game goes. But it's good to be back. And, man, yeah, I think this is our year. This, this is our year. This is the year. And it sounded like in the moment Matt was talking to realistic Matt. Love the O-line. Love the running backs. Love the quarterback. Cannon for an arm, J.J. McCarthy. True freshman. I think, I think you're spot on. Um, I, I see no flaws in, in the moment Matt's argument over there. Elsie, are is Ohio State going to do anything to stop the wrecking ball and terrain that is Michigan football? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, every, every year, like to me, I mean, you know, to me, it's always been quite foreign, right? Like the sport itself, the whole like the whole state rooting for a university has always felt a little bit weird to me. Um, like the literally arriving to to a small school in Ohio, seeing people wear Ohio State stuff, which I was like, but that's not the university we're in. I was confused. I was like, I don't understand 
or you're rooting for another university. I didn't know about divisions yet. So it's been a learning curve for the past like decade. Um, but I all I know is that when they lose, they literally think the season's over. And for for some purposes, it is right. Like they, you know, they they get selected for the the find the the four raids and they're like a committee that, that does some selection and so like losing a game is like oh that's it like you're not in in that top and so for them that's the only goal and the only measure of success so i'm thinking that they're they're gonna be up there yeah okay fair enough so looking forward to ohio state michigan on this podcast weeks weeks down the line but very much looking forward to it let's now move on to video games more specifically the wizards 2k gaming team they have gone back to back lc why don't you go ahead and let us know what happened who they beat and just how the 2k gaming even works yeah so you might remember in the middle of the pandemic when like we were out of content on tv no sports you had no idea what you were watching I remember at least there was a point when I saw it was like Wizards against somebody and it was live and it was NBA and I kind of missed the word 2K and I said, yes, let's watch it. And then I saw a video game on 2K. I was like, what the fuck is going on? So this has been the league for four years now. It's a 2K league. Um, but the teams of the NBA actually sort of have a team, sort of have like like a division uh, that is about uh, esports and they play in this league. And they support the teams like financially. They have um, the the manager of the Wizards DG, which stands for District Gaming. Uh, the manager of the Wizards DG is in contact with uh, people from from the Wizards, from the Washington Wizards, of course. Um, and and they sort of try to work uh, together. They're part of Monumental Sports. They're they're sort of they're they're a real organization. Like it's not just you know some some guys who play in a league. It's part of the Wizards family. Um, and so it's the fourth year. Fourth season, the Wizards have won the last two. First team ever to win multiple championships, um, obviously the league being so young. And the way it works is each team has six total players, five who are playing, and then one who's sort of like a sub. They call them a six-man. I was kind of have like having like a, a little bit of a, of a laugh thinking like, what's an injury that you may need a replacement for? Like, I don't know. You get a really bad headache and then you can bring another guy or, you know, you, kind of, you have a court date. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the coach is like, you know what? Your fingers are not moving well today. You just got to put the six man in. I don't know. But the idea is that obviously they play 5v5. Each player controls, uh, you know, a, a video game player. Um, and in the, in the playoff section, there are matches to five. So you play best of five games. And Wizards actually won 3-0 uh, against the, uh, the Jazz gaming in the finals. So they won all the, the first three games. That's it. That's the championship. Um, the cool thing about it is if you play 2K, you know, I play against you and I'll pick the Wizards. You pick, you know, Spencer will pick Golden State. Um, and so he's got Steph Curry. I have Bradley Beal and whatnot. That's not how it works in this league. They don't play with real NBA players. What they have is what they're called archetypes. And so let's say that you'd like to play point guard. You have five archetypes of a point guard. So you have something called, for example, I want to be a point guard scoring machine. So that player has special badges that are good at scoring. And maybe he's not that great at defending or not that great. You know, he may not uh, be that great at other things like passing. Or you can say, no, I want to be a point guard, but that's a passer. And so the, the stats for that player change, the badges for that player change. So 
you know, the players on the field, on the on the video, on the video game are not recognizable players. They'll have different looks and whatnot, but they're archetypes in terms of stats. And that's a way, I think, of leveling the field. Obviously, all these archetypes are made by 2K and they're I'm sure they're mathematically made to be fair and whatnot. And, um, you know, you can't have a point guard who's really tall or whatnot. So the idea is that to sort of level the field and that way, any differences between the games are are based on the skill of the players behind the, the controller. So that's that's how that's how the league works. There's a draft, uh, so teams select players who you know sort of uh, say you know they want to be in the league, and, and they obviously compete in other leagues and they play online, um, and and they are recruited to to be in these teams. So it's it's a huge endeavor. Um, it was really interesting to read that. As of fiscal year 2021, it had turned profitable. Uh, the Wizards District Gaming, which is like amazing for to be such a young uh, organization. So a lot of growth in this area, a lot of um, you know excitement for what's to come. As more teams are more NBA teams are also trying to have a, an esports division as well. Um, and hey, the out of all the partner uh, or the prices that they. Uh, Wizards DG one, it was about half a million dollar in prices for winning this championship. So a lot of money in there, a lot of growth, a lot of future. Obviously, a lot of uh, young people are, are interested in this kind of uh, platform. Like on Twitter, all the games are on Twitch. Some of the games are on ESPN. Um, so a lot to look forward to. And the Wizards are, are going to be in the lead for uh, for a while if they can hold some of these players. All right. Well, hey, thanks for the summary, Elsie. So that was one of the first things I was thinking about was like, because I was reading the article and I was like, this dude averages 22 and 11. And I was like, is he not controlling the whole team? So he is controlling one of the archetypes that you were talking about. That's interesting. So there are five of us on District Divided. If we were to challenge them and maybe be sponsored by five guys, you know, we just do a couple, couple quick practices <laughs> here. Do you think we could score points? Do you think they would even reply to us or are they above us? So like... From what I yes. saw, yes, they're above. Of us. course, they're up. Like that's. Not I mean, a no, no, no. In terms of talent, absolutely. They are. In terms of because talent and skill, absolutely. Like, would if we reached no, out, terms do you think they would get back status. to us? These guys, these guys are champions. <laughs> champions. Okay, okay I just. They, they, they have literal rings. Okay, respect the ring. Rings. Would you? Yeah. Would you, Would you ping Steph for a game of pickup? And you think he'd respond? No. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. <laughs> you think it's the same thing? Understand okay. our. You place. can win it. You can win a sweepstakes to play a pickup with him. Um, I mean, I. I saw some of the some of the footage of the games and like these guys are you know the release of the shot like they're releasing excellent like so often I mean it's things that like and when I play like I never get released excellent like these guys just know how to do everything that you can do in the game um, and obviously they're doing it against other guys who can also do it so I think they will absolutely demolish us with their one hand would, yeah, so. would you guys ever watch uh, like a two K game? You're saying like moving forward, or are you saying yeah, happy? yeah, moving forward? Sure, at this point, yeah, why not? That's interesting. Just see what it's about. I honestly thought that the archetypes thing study made my it more opponents because we might play <laughs> yeah. these guys, right? I thought that that was interesting because it's it's kind of like you do have to know who you're playing against. Like you know, if if on the other team there was LeBron and Steph and and you know Dwight Howard for you, Matt, um, you kind of know what you expect from those players and whatnot, but like in this archetype league it's sort of like it's up to the the, the choice of the player and the skill um that there will be a, a sort of interaction there that you have to match so i thought that was pretty interesting that they have that format yeah no i i think that's incredible so I, i'm still sort of hooked on this idea because there are five of us and there's six of them 
So let's try and get them on the show, you know, and they can talk about it and they can promote it and things like that. Our last video got 230 views. About moving hey. on up a little bit. Moving on up a little bit. Um, <laughs> but now that Matt's back, this one will have like, you know, a thousand oh, or yeah. something like that. All from Michigan. And, and then let's play them. Let's play them. Let's get together. Let's get some controllers in a room and I'm let's down. see who's good at what. And uh, I think I'd be a great point guard. So, so there you go. So the players actually have a position, right? So like, like, you know, a player is a center, like he specializes in playing center or point guard or power forward or whatever. And so um, they, they have like, they work on their specific skills that you'll need as a, as each of your positions. So I love it. I love it. So quick question, Elsie. Yeah. Um, If you had to assign positions for us, what are we playing? Spencer's shooting threes. He just fucking loves to do that. Jack. He just chucks him. <laughs> um, I'll probably be putting, yeah, either I'll put you as point guard because you volunteered. Um, I like to play center because like I'm five seven. I think like I should do the fantasy of being tall. <laughs> that that just makes sense. I, I think Elsie should not be coached <laughs> because he put you as point guard because you volunteered. Yeah, I didn't like, like the reason behind it. Yeah, I, I was I think, hoping for I think a slightly I, I, I think higher that's, that disqualifies him as coach. Disqualifies him as coach because. No, he wants a spotlight. Like, like, what if some player says, I, I volunteer as our leading scorer, and you say, okay, we got to give him the ball. That's not. You got to make the hard Look, decisions. The point guard, and the do point you really think he is a point guard? Has... You really think he is a point guard? I'm a distributor. I, I think no, that selfish. it's a, a position about being Honestly, the we'll start with four players. You, you, you can earn your spot. You can start. You can earn He's your spot. He's the main host. <laughs> if I got a coach, yes. I'll coach. That's yes, fine. exactly. Player coach. Yeah. Same thing I do with Federal City Wanderers. Really should be in the State of the Union. <laughs> coverage segment. Uh, okay, sounds good. No, thank you, Elsie. Matt, did you have any follow-up questions on it? I, I am curious. Like, where is Two K on the? Like, I know there are other games that have huge followings. Like, someone was sure. explaining to me, um, like League of Legends has like fifty million dollar pods. And I think yeah, yeah, Dota, yeah, yeah. Dota is the same way. Like, is Two K yeah. getting to there? Will it ever? It'll probably never reach those games, but it can still. Is it one of the biggest in the U.S.? So I don't know at the top of my head, but I would expect that to be true, just because they're they're different audiences, right? Like, there is something about sports games that I think are even more fun for people who play sports and like sort of want to like you sort of understand what's going on. Um, and I think with some of the other video games, like the attractiveness of those games has to do much more with other things, like the story with the complexity of them. Like a lot of them have the lore, like uh, there are people who like have just are literally in those worlds and they love that. And it's, it's a little bit that with 2K2, right? Like if you know basketball and you love basketball, then like, that's kind of like the lore of 2K, right? Like you, you understand the league and you understand like rivalries and whatnot. So I think they're just different worlds a little bit. So it's sort of like, yeah, they're in the same plane in terms of like, they're both a video game, but they're made for different audiences. You'll see people of different ages play them. You'll see, you know, I, I, I would sort of struggle to compare them in, in those terms of like, will they reach that status? I think they're just different products to be honest they're just video games but there are different products um but i do think that this one specifically the 2k may be a little bit u.s centric just because the teams are from the u.s right um the nba is quite global right like people know the nba um and and watch the nba right i remember from argentina watching the nba and not just mono games um and that i can see will the 2k league go global and have a global perspective i don't know i mean i don't think anyone would have predicted this 
10, 15 years ago. Maybe some visionaries did and now they're rich, but um, you know, I, I don't think it was, it was that obvious that this was going to grow the way it did. So maybe if we're skeptical of that going global now, you know, they'll shut our mouth in five years and be like, look at this global brand. So, yeah, well, know. you know, I think I was, jo- you know, I was obviously joking a little bit before, but I think this actually has huge market potential also because the NBA is so good with their social media and marketing. Yeah. And it sounds like you said the Wizards DG is in touch with the Wizards, right? So if oh, yeah. the other teams are in touch with, you know, their respective organizations, I could easily see this growing and being global as well. So the, the market Definitely there are big for this. There were a few international players in this season. Um, most of them were American, but there were a few international players uh, in this season instead of drafted from leagues across the world. Yeah, and I see now there's like an EMLS too. I wonder how that's doing because I feel like there's a big FIFA market. Um, yeah. But I don't know. The MLS marketing also is not great. So I was kind of laughing at the, the – there was like the 2K sort of – little uh, fact sheet was saying like oh 2k is the like leading nba game for the last 20 years or something i'm like what other game you have the licenses what other game is who's your competition (laughs) there was nba live uh as a kid i think ea sports they did soundtrack yeah it was (laughs) it was good and then once i remember 2k made like the joystick shooting and once they did that that's it competitive advantage right yeah, just exactly. imagining that NBA Live like designers just being like, oh fuck, <laughs> yeah. the joystick thing, it's over. Everyone's like, fuck, <laughs> dude, I gotta start looking for a job. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> That's how they consume them. All right, thank you, LC, for talking about Wizards 2K Gaming and just 2K Gaming in general. Uh, I do think that there is huge market potential for it, and it already sounds like it is growing. So congratulations to the Wizards 2K Gaming team. Uh, looking forward to having you on at some point and then challenging you guys to a just good old game of uh, five on five. Give us like the all-star teams though. You could probably be. Yeah, we should take some odds. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Definitely give us an advantage in terms of, you know, (laughs) talented players. Give us like just the old. We'll play with the monsters. Just to continue. Give us the monsters. Play with the archetypes. We'll see how this goes. Let's now talk about our favorite one-on-one sports. We go from video games, which we would normally play one-on-one, to now the actual one-on-one sports. And I want to begin with Matt. What would you say your favorite one-on-one sport is? So I I have a question. Is this this truly one-on-one or is this individual sports? I think think you have the latitude to be able to say it's an individual sport. Okay. I am actually going to to take a, a alternative look at this and i'm going to say my favorite one-on-one sport is baseball because it's really a one-on-one game the pitcher batter duo i think is an ultimate one-on-one in sport and it's awesome to watch and i love it every single time now it's a little bending of the rules i know we guys are real sticklers here. it's gonna throw a flag i don't have one so i would say (laughs) i would say tennis To, to play or to watch your choice again Great. I have great, I great have, rules that you set forth here. Good job. Good job. Point I point. have one You're thing. One about anyways, <laughs> anyways, anyways. Uh, I would say then tennis. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually I don't think it's even close because I don't really watch golf. I don't really watch any other sports. So, yeah. My answer is my, my, my answer. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Know. I don't even watch the Olympics. Here, here's my here's. <laughs> Here's the bone too big with tennis for me is that in the major opens, when the games are to best of five, who can tolerate five hours of, of a game? And it is I insane 
to have those games be so long. It, it, I was watching Schwartzman, Dude, the only five, Argentinian left, and oh but but five sets means it's like a good game. I it's understand like in that, but back and forth. I know it's a slugfest. I get that, but that at some point, like you want to go do something else. I mean, when I went to watch uh, some of the City Open with with Spencer, and we watched some games that were obviously their best of three at that point, and when when a really long battled game to three sets finished. I didn't want to see a single point in like that. That's it. Like I want to be done for the day. If you told me there's two more sets, oh my god, man! So then, I what about women's dead. tennis? Yeah, that that's I like that better. I agree that it doesn't leave a lot of room for like for error, right? Like there's a you know in two sets that like, you can fuck up and you're out. Um, like we've seen plenty of times in in. Sorry, immense. They come back from being uh, down to, or at least they take it to a fifth set, and then it's a lottery. But um, so I, I understand that there would be more sort of comebacks probably if they put it to five sets. But I think that's the right time. I just let's call it at two and a half I, hours, please. I, I do. I do think it does lead to more upsets in the women's game, right? Um, I think naturally you would have less, right, um, right, less of like the Djokovic, Nadal, Federer semifinals, right. Um, that, we, that we've had for so long. It was only three sets, but I don't know. It, to be honest, if a game's going to five sets, I wanted to go to seven. Like that's that's usually what I like. It's like the game is like but that good and that back and forth. The storytelling and narrative right. of it's that like, match. Is if it's if it's not it a good better. match, it would have been over by then. That's what I'm saying. It's like it Unless only lasts a long time if it's a good game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless they're like a bunch of like you know six but, one sets. But, but if it's a good game, but so so what I'm saying is like if it's a good game, right, and it's the best of three sets. They will play three good sets, battle sets, right? And like what I'm saying is that's enough tennis. Like that, if it's a good game or a good match, then I'll watch three great sets and be done with it. I don't so your, watch five. Your so tolerance for tennis is just a bit less. It's about like. two, two hours, maybe two and a half. And then I'm like, we got to move on, guys. Tennis, right? Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like All right. Well, Elsie, like what, what would you choose? What would you choose then? The smaller, shorter version, table tennis. It's just so much quicker, so dynamic. You're done. Like it doesn't take five hours. Uh, it's very personal. Like they're very close to each other, right? Um, I was watching that in the Olympics, of course. I don't. There's no regular league that I can watch of table tennis. Maybe there is, but it may be on ESPN El Ocho. Um, and I, it was just really fun. I love to watch it, both men. And- and women's I actually watched a little bit of the Paralympic one too, which was also really interesting, depending on uh, some of the impairments. That there was a player who was who was using his mouth to hold the uh, the racket. It, the pal is absolutely insane, but yeah, so really, really interesting. I think I just love the dynamism of it. Um, it's just how quick and how uh, mental it also is. Tennis is absolutely mental. Don't get me wrong. Like that, what a psychological sport. I mean, I think any one-to-one sport. It's deeply psychological, but um, I think table tennis is will be my, my choice to watch. Now, to play or to do it itself, the sport, I got to go with my background with archery. Um, it is a 1v1. It's sometimes individual, like sometimes, usually in the Olympics, you see a 1v1, but usually in tournaments, you sort of just shoot your score, and whoever scores best out of like a group of 10, 12, 15 people wins the tournament. So it's kind of more like... Um, I don't know, like a race, like a triathlon where you sort of do your best time and hope that that's the best time. But I will, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really interesting sport to also, uh, to also play. 
And if you're good with the bow, it's a great in-home defense weapon tool as well. So apparently, yeah, no, some say, some say. and of course we've got a junior champion in LC over here. Uh, for me, I'm also choosing a racket sport, but I'm choosing badminton because I feel like the, I was surprised. I was watching the Olympics and I was hyped for table tennis and I still very much enjoyed the table tennis, but for the sake of difference here too, I really, really enjoyed watching badminton because there's a lot of strategy. And of course, the shuttlecock slowly reduces its speed in the air. So you have time to adjust, but you need to place it near perfectly. And it is very fast and it's very back and forth. I love the pace of badminton. And honestly, if this were on some of these sports, once every four years, good enough for me. I saw enough swimming, for example. Right. You right. Know? Yes. But badminton, if it were on a little more often, I would be totally happy with it because I would go out of my way to watch some. I think it's electric. I think it's really cool. The the thing I noticed about badminton is, is that like it has to be so exhausting because these guys are swinging every single time. Like you have to swing with almost all your force just to place it in a in a good spot. It's like it, 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 nonstop. It's so hard to win a point, right? Right, and they're jumping and they're and they're full swinging and they have to get it right. Like you know, and if they get it even a little bit off, then your opponent's got you. So it's a lot about for a lot of these things are, but. Badminton in particular, I think, is an excellent sport. If I'm bending the rules and just doing the individual sports, sure. I'm not going to bend it as far as baseball and break the ruler <laughs> here. But I'm going to go ahead and say track and field because just a race, one-on-one -on -one with somebody else or with the others there, awesome. That's it, always electric. The 100-meter dash is awesome. 200-meter, 400-meter, you name it. It's fantastic. Even the mile because they run it so fast. It's crazy. Right. It's absolutely crazy to me. So... That's my choice. Badminton. LC goes table tennis. Matt Regan goes baseball one and one. <laughs> but also did not rate the syllabus. <laughs> but also tennis. He asked the fair questions. He asked the questions. Figured out Sorry. the parameters. Sorry, I'm creative. <laughs> That's why we get the huge views when Matt Regan. Sorry, I'm not is. a sheep. <laughs> the wolf. The wolf, Matt Regan. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's going to uh, conclude the no hate debate. So a bit of a shortish episode here. Uh, Matt, do you want to give us a Nats update? Just all well, you really need to say is see you in 2023, right? Yeah, 2023, see you in 2023. I'll say this, Juan Soto continues to rake. Um, having a, had an unreal August. So, um, yeah, continues to rake. Needs to be an offseason priority. Three years left on his contract, but... I, I think it'll be. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, it's going to be at least a four as, as a first number on that on that mega contract, like four hundred million at least. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. So, I, so I, you I think, think they'll? So you're saying like, even though he has three years, they'll try to re like give him a new contract. I think so. It's kind of seems gotcha. to be like the, the new way things go, and and you'll just stack it on the end end of it. But I I think that has got to be the biggest priority uh, this offseason for the for the Nats, just because the closer you get to it, Scott Boris client. He's a big fan of taking his agents. You saw what happened with Bryce Harper. Um, you saw what happened with like Chris Bryant. So it's it's big to get him on as, as far as possible. And if that means throwing the bag, I don't think any Nats fan would, would argue with that. He is a top five talent in the game. He's young. Get it done. Yeah, and I'd go ahead and take it a step further and say it would be a total failure of the Nats organization to let him go anywhere because the moves were made so that you could pay Juan Soto. Otherwise, you could have kept Trey Turner, for example, because sounded like he wanted to stay, but you were only paying one. So if you're paying none after that, 
total failure by the Washington Nationals. So I fully expect that Juan Soto will be the top priority this offseason. Thank you for the update there, Matt. Now quickly zooming through, how about college soccer? Your Georgetown Hoyas are number one in the country, according to the U.S. Coaches Poll. They're 3-0, and so is the number seven team in the country, your Maryland Terrapins. And they play each other this Saturday at 1 p.m. at Shaw Field. That is Georgetown's home field. The game can be streamed on Flow FC. I've never heard of Flow FC, but apparently you can stream it there. So if you want to watch it, either go to the game at Georgetown or stream sometimes, it on Flow FC. Sometimes the the university itself, like website, will have like a stream. Um, so like if it's not listed there, I would recommend also going to like Googling on the actual university websites because um, yeah. they'll have like a like their own stream. I mean, my, my freaking university at D3 used to do it um, and other schools used to do it too. So like, I know they'll, they may have it. That's interesting. I mean, Georgetown's a pretty yeah. wealthy university as well. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they had some sort of deal. They for sure record the game. Like they watch tape, yeah. that's for sure. But um, they may be streaming it as well. Um, and then moving on to college football, the Maryland Terrapins also want to know, also going to be in the college football playoff this season. They beat West Virginia 30-24. to Talia Tungavailoa, Tua's brother, starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, threw three touchdowns in the win. Up next at home against the Howard Bison on Saturday at 7.30 p.m. The game can be seen on the Big Ten Network. Honestly, Howard's even closer than Maryland. It's literally just a few blocks that way. So maybe we should be covering them just a little bit more as well. On to the Washington Mystics. We lost both our games last week. In the unbelievable merry-go-round of injuries where Tina Charles came back and Elena Deladon still out after re-aggravating that back injury, although she should be back for the games coming up this week. Still, Mystics head coach Mike Tebow has said the Mystics injury problems in his 50, half a century, here's worth of coaching, worst he's ever seen. Worst he has ever seen. The Mystics are in ninth place with only five games remaining, one back of a playoff spot, and there are three games this week. One against the Seattle Storm at the time of this recording, one against the Atlanta Dream Friday at 7 p.m. on NBA TV, and then against the Chicago Sky on Sunday at 3 p.m. on ABC. And again, big games for the Mystics. What's up? If we make it to the playoffs, right, which sounds mm-hmm. like we're close, would we get some of those players back for the playoffs? Yes. Yes. Okay. It sounds like we would. So, that's so all goal. of a sudden, we're a really dangerous eight seed. So that the NBA goes, what the yeah. hell? Yeah. Was that what happened? It was, yeah. So it's kind of like um, in the last year in the NBA, it was like, wasn't LeBron injured? They were like, we got to get you exactly. And then the Lakers yeah. pop up in a play right. game and people are exactly. like, what the hell? Like, now, thankfully, <laughs> so Suns were able to take care of business, but. Yeah, it's a scary proposition. It would be a near equivalent because Atlanta Daladon's one of the best to ever do it in the WNBA, and Tina Charles is having an MVP season. So you wouldn't want to see both of them at the same time. It would also probably be the first string of games in a row that they're playing together. And if they're doing that now and right. then going into the playoffs, yeah, I feel bad for whoever has to play against the Washington <laughs> Mystics. We'll see if they can stay healthy, though. Yeah, there. Yeah, it's going to be tricky. Um, on to women's soccer. The Washington Spirit, Ben Olsen, D.C. United legend, is now the president of the Washington Spirit. Yeah. So Steve Baldwin, the CEO and current owner of the Washington Spirit, employed Ben Olsen after one meeting, and he gave a hilariously bad interview to The Athletic, Ben Olsen did, where he showed a complete lack of preparation for this job, a lot of, oh, that's just noise. Don't worry about that. It's Ted Lasso? Yeah, no, honestly, it <laughs> felt like it. 
they asked him about his experience in the women's game of which he has none. And he goes, yeah, no, I I saw the last three games. Uh, We look like we could have won those. So like, good luck to Ben. Uh, because I know he means well, but I think the usual honest style he gave as coach of DC United is not going to cut it as the president of the Washington Spirit. So we'll see what happens there. But meanwhile, the Spirit on the field are a total mess. Against the Portland Thorns, they were going to play, but they ended up having four positive COVID cases. So that got postponed. They haven't said who or anything like that, but it sounds like the Spirit are one of the least vaccinated teams in the NWSL. Very surprising. That is surprising. In DC, they'd yeah. be a bit more vaccinated. Apparently not the case. So <laughs> Ben Olsen, get to work, buddy. But we do have a game this Sunday, as of right now, against the OL Reign at 5 p.m. The game can be seen on Paramount+. Plus. Now let's talk about Ben Olsen's old employers, DC United. There was no game last week because of the international break. Team USA just not doing well with two draws over there. But we're back in action this week, Saturday at 7 p.m. against the New York Red Bulls. The game can be seen on NBC Sports Washington and streamed on DCUnited.com. And finally, the NFL is king, and it is back. Starts this Thursday with Dallas and Tampa Bay. The Washington football team kick off on Sunday at home against the Los Angeles Chargers, one of the dark horse teams in the AFC. The game is Sunday at 1 p.m. on CBS. And once again, KDOT and I will be doing a episode where we talk more about the matchup in general. We may even get into some prop bets, some fantasy advice. Should be a fun one. So we'll, we'll deep dive into the LA Chargers as well as the Washington football team. But for now, this is District Divided. Wait, wait, hold up. You guys are going solo? Is this, is this what I'm picking up? You guys are going solo? Do you want to be on it? You're welcome. It's an open it's a different division. Division. I'm, 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 just, I'm just curious if you guys are going solo. We're not it, going solo. You're not going solo. Are you going We're duo? Going solo. You're going duo? Yeah, this isn't a sudden turnaround of like, by the way, you're all out. <laughs> you're, going, you're going duo. Is it a 1v1? It kind of feels like it. It kind of feels like it. If you want in on the Washington football team talk, you are welcome no, to no, join. Uh, no, See, I appreciate the half-hearted invite, Yoko. He just okay. wants to be asked so he can decline. Okay. <laughs> got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> want you to want to take out the garbage. Right. Okay. Got yes, it. Got yes, it. Okay. Yes. It is an open invite to Elsie, to Matt, to Spencer. If you guys are watching, you guys are here for that episode if you would like to join they will be there otherwise it will be just me and kdot once again talking about fantasy advice giving our predictions and landing on some prop bets as well outro part two this is district divided hi i'm Amit. that is matt who's hype on michigan football and Cade mcnamara right now that is elsie lautaro cabrera this is district divided every wednesday at 3 p.m weekly releases we will talk to you guys later have a great week